Lord, we thank you. God, we just pray for this time as we open up your word and close this night, Lord. I pray that you would be with us. Continue to speak to that person's heart, Lord. That person know who, who he or she is. And we just pray that you would be glorified, God. Be honored in this house, Lord. Let no one leave here not knowing that you love them. That you've called them to, to you, God. And that they ought to glorify you in Jesus' holy name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Y'all ready to get in the word real quick? You wouldn't be shocked by this, and this isn't anything new to you, but you know that we're living in some dark times, right? Right? All you got to do is turn on the news or even step out these doors, and you'll see that we're living in some dark times. I'm, I'm from the Bronx, and um, there's people who die either every day or every other day, and it's, you know, it gets to people, and you see on the news is bombs being sent places and a whole bunch of crazy things. So you know that we're living in some dark times. We don't know what's going to happen when we step out these doors, right? And there's people out there who are gripped with hopelessness. They have no hope. You know what I'm saying? Some of us come in here and we, and we praise God and we know where we're going, but there's people out here, or you might be one of those people who come in here and don't have that hope that we have as believers, Right? And that's what I'm, I'm simply here to talk to you about tonight is, is the hope that you can find in Jesus Christ, the, the love that you can find in Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and just hear about everything that he's done for you. And with all the darkness that's going out there, God is responding to it. God has something to say about it, you know, something to say to you. It doesn't have to be something that's going on out there. I know a lot of people go through things personally with, with depression and and going through anxiety and being all fidgety, not knowing what's going to happen next. And, and being filled with bitterness and unforgiveness. And God wants to heal that tonight. God wants to heal you. You hear me? And he wants to set you free. Tonight is your night to be set free. You got to believe that. And you got to receive that by faith. You got to know that God loves you. And... To just tie that in, I recently got, got married this year in March, right? And um, we also expecting our first child. She's, she's about seven or eight months, something like that. <laughs> I know that my baby is due in December, right? And um, my baby is, is a girl. We're having a girl. And um, I didn't notice that there was a baby in my, in my wife's stomach for the first two or three months, but around four, five, six months, she started poking and, and showing herself, letting me know that, yo, I'm here. And um, I haven't met this little girl yet. Her name is Eliana, which means um, God has answered me. Um, and I haven't met her and I haven't seen her face to face, but I love her so much already. Like I... Like, I see her move. I put my hand on my wife's stomach, and she's kicking, and, and, I, and I pray for her, and I talk to her. And if I would even, if I think harm is coming her way, I'm ready to do anything to prevent that. And I, I haven't even met her yet, and I'm willing to do that for my little girl. Now, 
with that in mind, how much more God loves not only my daughter, but, but me and you. Because we know the word says in Jeremiah 1.5, it says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I set you apart. So here's what God is saying. Before I formed you in the womb, I already had you in mind. And I already had a plan and a purpose for your life. And you see, the devil will try to lie to you. I don't know how many people believe it or not, but I'm here to bring you truth and facts. We have an enemy who hates us. And we know that he wants to kill, steal, and destroy us, right? And he would want to blind you, and he's already blinding some of you to the truth that God don't love you, that God don't know you, that everything that Tone is speaking today is a lie, that God didn't know you before he formed you. It's all a lie. And some of us believe it, believers and non-believers in here. We've been believing a lie, a lie that cripples us. A lie that keeps us from knowing the truth and living in the fullness that God has promised to his people. Because the other part of steal, kill, and destroy, it says that Jesus came that, I, I, that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So Satan would want to deceive you to think that you nothing. That you on this world just to exist and and that's it. Get a job, retire, have some kids, get married. I don't know. And that's it. That doesn't sound too fulfilling to me. And God says that I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. That doesn't mean he, he wants to give you these, these nice cars and these fat houses, which people out there really preaching. But he says that in me, whether you on a wheelchair, you got your two legs, I'm enough. And whether you, you don't know what's going to happen, I'm going to give you that peace that nobody can take away. Now, there's another verse in the scriptures in the book of John. In 1 verse 12, it says, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave them the right to become the children of God. I'm going to read that one more time because it's power in God's word. It says, But to all who did receive him who believed in his name he gave them the right to become the children of God now this this is where it gets good because what I remember when I first gave my life to Christ so rather when when God started reaching out to me I didn't know that this was a faith walk so I did the only thing I knew to be right which was to google the ten commandments and put them on my screensaver and and try to follow each and every single one of them and then once I started failing it I found out that there's 613 Old Testament laws that I got to keep in order to be right with God. 613 Old Testament laws just so that me and God could be good. And then I started reading a little bit of the New Testament and Jesus takes it a step further. He says, if you even look at your brother with hate or with anger, you've murdered him in your heart. He says that if you even look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. So I'm like, yo. Who can do this? It would have to take somebody perfect to keep all these laws and be perfect. And you know what Jesus says? I got this. So Jesus lives a perfect, sinless life, right? 
and he obeys the law. He lived for 33 years, 33 long years, right? For three years, he did ministry, had 12 disciples with him, and he went around doing good, just straight up good. Everything that the father wanted him to do, everything, healing blind eyes, causing the dead to come back to life spiritually dead and physically dead causing the lame to walk just just by speaking to somebody giving them life in their bodies and life in their spirit and he went around doing good and then one day one of his men somebody somebody who rolled with him for three years betrayed him for some money and Jesus this is how they betrayed him Jesus was praying right he was in the garden and here come the betrayer with the people who want to kill Jesus. So they come up in his garden and they snatch Jesus up. And, and this man ain't do nothing. This is an innocent man. Did nothing but good. And they snatch him up and they punch him. They slapped him. They spit on him. Then they stripped him of his clothes and they flogged him and, and, and his skin is all open. And right after they flog him, they force him to carry a cross. This wasn't like the wood we see nowadays where they sand it. This is a wooded cross, right? And he's carrying this cross and his, 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 his skin is open. He's bleeding and he carries this cross up a hill called Golgotha, right? And they snatch the cross off. They throw his body on it. They take one hand, they nail it. They take another hand, they nail the other one. They take his feet and they nail it. They crucify him. Now, if I'm Jesus and I'm God, right? Because this is Jesus we talking about. I'd have came down from that cross and it would have been on for everybody who had a peace. Now, Jesus is in a place where he can do that. Like, he can do that. You hear what I'm saying? He can do that, but he chose not to. Now, what would make this man, what would make this God stay on that cross when he could come down and, and wreak havoc? What, what, what made him stay on that cross? Ladies and gentlemen, you, love. Love compelled him to be on that cross. And he wasn't talking crazy or anything. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Then they bury him, right? And imagine everybody thinking Jesus is dead. Yo, Jesus is dead, man. It's over. It's over, man. And then three days later, Mary goes to the tomb. And she sees that the stone is rolled away. She's like, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. What is going on here? And she goes in and she goes and tells Peter and them. And, 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 and they're like, yo, what's going on? Where's the body? And then he appears himself and it appears. And it's a fact because we know by scripture that Jesus rose from the dead. This is the only man who I know that has risen from the dead. Not Muhammad, not Buddha. And not any other false god, but Jesus is the only one who died. Hold on. Jesus is the only one who lived a perfect and sinless life, died, and rose again, and is alive today. And it's the reason why we in this church right now. It's the reason why we're here right now. Because Jesus is alive. He's alive. Like, he's even here right now. And he's telling everybody within the sound of my voice and everybody who's watching right now that if you give your life to me, if you surrender your life to me, I'll give you eternal life. And eternal life doesn't start when you die. 
Eternal life starts when you believe because you spend time with Jesus. You, you fellowship with him and you get a taste of what heaven is like when you worship, when you pray, when you read your word, when you're going through it. He's there with you. And this Jesus that I'm talking about, I don't know who I'm talking to, but this Jesus that I'm talking about is offering eternal life to you tonight. Not to, oh, join the church and, oh, we lit, let's join this church, we out. No, to do life with Jesus. He's inviting you to do life with him. This is, this is the plan of God. I say this on the trains all the time. I've never in my life, and I'm sure that nobody here has ever in their life has seen a U-Haul truck behind a hearse. You know those moving trucks? Any moving truck. You've never seen any of those moving trucks behind a hearse. Because you can't take what you have in this life with you to the grave. There's only one thing that's going to matter when you stand before God. And that's whether you believed and received and have been given the right to become a child of God. Believe it today, ladies and gentlemen. Don't, don't listen to this without making that decision in your heart today. I even beg you. Life isn't promised for, for anybody in the next hour. Tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day that you make that decision to walk fully with Christ. I'm not here for show. I'm not just saying this ain't a game. This, this is life or death. And I'm, I'm just here to to encourage you to make that decision with Christ. The most famous Bible scripture in the world, John 3:16. For God so loved the world, not so hated, and not maybe when he feels like it, but God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, rich, poor, tall, short, whoever believes in me, will not perish, but have everlasting life. That's a promise from God to you. That if you believe in what my son did for you, an eternity without me doesn't have to be yours. You can spend eternity with me, and that could start today. Amen? Ma'am, sir, please, do what's right. Turn from your ways and, and accept what God has done for you. And it's a faith walk. I'm not here to invite you to Oh, do this, do that, do this, don't do that. No, you accept Jesus and he'll live this life through you by faith. This is an important moment, y'all. A real important moment right here. And it's time that we make a decision. I've given you what God has given to me to give to you. I want to invite you to do something today. To make that step of faith and come to this altar and give your life fully to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, my life has not been the same since I gave my life to the Lord Jesus. I walked in this church in, in 2012, not by invitation, but I, but I overheard somebody talking about this church. And Pastor Carter spoke a message called, Sanctify Yourself, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. It's about 40 minutes long, paid attention for two. But those two minutes, he was talking to me. And... My life hasn't been the same since. I've, I've, I've gone off to Bible school. I've married the woman of my dreams. I'm, I'm serving in ministry. But this invitation isn't 
Like, oh, let me give my life to Christ and I'll get those things too. It's not about that. It's just about walking with the God who created you, who has a purpose for your life and wants to see you live it out through him. This isn't, you know, a cakewalk, but it's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth walking with Jesus. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. And it's the greatest decision you can ever make in your life. Give your life to Jesus. If you need healing in your heart, come up here as well. God is here. And he wants to do something in your life. And if you haven't made that decision fully, it's time that you step out in faith and do that. If you need healing in your heart, if you need healing, now is your moment with God. But if God is speaking to your heart, if God is speaking to your heart, you step out in faith. You step out in faith and believe God. He's going to heal you. Just cry out to him. Hallelujah. I want to say a prayer with everybody. A prayer to receive Jesus Christ into your life to allow him to come in and transform everything about you. And I'm going to lead you guys in a prayer and I want you to repeat after me, but I could pray this prayer all I want, but it got to be in your heart. Okay? You pray this prayer for yourself. Okay? Repeat after me. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for speaking to our hearts. We thank you for dying on that cross. We thank you for doing what we couldn't do. We thank you for giving us life. Your word says that if we believe and receive, that you will give us the right to become a child of God. Now, God, in this very moment, we pray that you would transform everything about us we accept you, Jesus Christ, into our lives. And from this day forward, we will walk with you. And we're not going to look back. We're going to go forward. The devil is a liar. And Jesus is exalted. Jesus is the God that we serve. Jesus is the one who's going to lead us into truth. And we believe that. And we accept that. In Jesus' name, amen.